Tag and bienvenidos, listeners, and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I am Brian Ernst, your host for today's festivities, and in the den. Today is Mitch Brinkman versus Nathan Hennenfent. Today our contestants will reveal and defend their top five things you couldn't do as a kid, but can do as an adult. Our first guest is the only man I know who plays Where's Waldo the home game. It's Mitch Brinkman. How are you, sir? Hi. Uh, good day. Yes, it's one of my favorite games to play. Um, I find them all the time. It's very easy. You just have to have a little meat in your hands. He comes right to you. Because uh, I have a dog named Waldo. Uh, did you guys know that my dog is the cutest dog in the planet? Okay, and moving on. And he's a puppy, challenger. And he lives in my house. Shut up. And no he one loves, cares about the dog. He loves the beach. He loves the beach. I took him to the beach yesterday. He loved it. Oh he actually did like a God. W. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> And his challenger is a man that gets the let out so much it's becoming a problem. It's Nathan Hennenfent. How are you? <laughs> I, am, I am extraordinarily well, thank you. <laughs> and as everyone knows, we're a bunch of dudes that like blowing all of you to the moon. So if you or a loved one is a fan, head on over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestions so we can keep bringing the goods. Special thanks to Tristan Dean for submitting today's topic. And if you're new to the den, welcome. And let us wake you up with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as a reminder, don't forget to stick around with us until the end of the show where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my fast five send off while I will rattle off the definitive list of the top five worst states. Oof. Oh, and as host, they all begin with I and end with Indiana. So there we go. Um, <laughs> no spoilers. And as <laughs> <Sorry>. host, <laughs> I am entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. Bonus points to the player with the most debauchery in their adult endeavors. But the game cannot start yet. We here at Uber Cinco are continuing our expansion into a full-blown entertainment conglomerate. Thanks to our wealthy, anonymous male benefactor on Patreon, we are now brimming with literally several Abe Lincolns in our pockets. That is starting with the building of our sports portfolio, where we have begun with the sponsorship of a suburban softball team. That's right. Ubersinko is a silver sponsor of the no-hit Sherlock softball team out of Elmhurst, Illinois. And the home opener concluded this week. So here's our first recap of how our money is working for us. Tell us how it started. Absolutely. In their matchup with Brute Force League favorite Big Shoulders CrossFit, the no-hit Sherlock's came out swinging. A line drive from Murphy found its way right into the pitcher's hands, which could have spelled disaster for the up-and-coming ball club. 
Brian? Yes, but a homer from Stanger and back-to-back RBIs from the Wackel sisters set the Sherlocks on a path towards victory. After Abby got caught in a rundown, Amanda solidified the 12-0 victory by bringing down a fly at second that stopped the runner. What a blowout. Stay tuned for next week where we'll have the results of the Sherlock's matchup with TTF. Can't wait to hear that acronym. Brian? <laughs> Mitch, you caught the pre-show fly ball, so you will go first in today's game. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us with your number five. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so my number five is one that I was never allowed to do this as a kid, but uh, you know, I, but I can do it as an adult. That's the whole point of today. Um, Correct. I'm that just, is the topic. It, yes. You know, so just to remind the listeners one more time off the top, and that is having full control over my bladder's destiny. Uh, wow. Oh, my God. Hey, stare down to start, baby. I am I'm very surprised. I didn't realize I didn't think this would be the stare down. I really didn't. Um, it is. It actually Nathan, goes with what's, what's Nathan's uh, number two. Go ahead and read that for us, Nathan. Yeah, my number two was... Uh, Number two, basically, using the bathroom whenever you want. That's and this is gonna this is gonna fuck my shit up because I had definitely planned my number three and number two in order because I was gonna go backwards and now that's out you the can't, window. You so can't. I'm, you gotta roll with these punches. I'm in ser- I'm in some serious trouble now. So yes, you yeah. are. Oh, All right, Mitch, you're first. Go ahead and tell us about your 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 little mosquito bladder. Sure. So yeah, when when I was a child, um. And it wasn't something my parents were like, you can't go to the bathroom, you little snot. You know, it wasn't <laughs> nothing like that. Um, I just wasn't allowed as a child or I, I couldn't allow myself to not just soak my own mattress every single night. Basically, I wet the bed just with a fervor. I was I was majorly <laughs> at waking up with wet shorts uh, and little self-esteem uh, from like age, you know, when I couldn't remember to like, uh, was it like 12? It was just a long history. Um, tons of highlights, honestly. Um, <laughs> I got, you know, it, it, it would sound very similar to like calling like a, like a whitewater rafting contest. You can pretty much use all the same verbs and adjectives, uh, for my nightly, uh, sleeping. So, um, it was it was this like terrible jail that I got locked in, you know, and like you can't tell your friends about it because you're like, hey guys, like I I piss all over my bed every night. And like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> That's weird. Why? And so I I don't know why because uh, it's Minnesota and you're ashamed of everything. I don't know, but uh, so I was very glad when I grew up. I was allowed. I was let out of that jail. Um, but it was very powerful because I let myself out of that jail. You know, I, I grew up enough. I matured. Um, it was very, very wonderful. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid, it would it'd be that thing where, like, I had my own set of sheets in the house. You know, it was like Mitchell's sheets and everyone else's because I couldn't be trusted with the good linen. So was like, you, know, you go in Mitchell's drawer of linens and it's like crinkly and rubbery and, you know, um, I, I, I had my own set of washcloths because every morning my dad would be like, all right, get up, like get the washcloth. And <laughs> Jesus, so like, go hose down. I had my, <laughs> no, like legitimately, I had my own set of cleaning products. Um, 
And like, to, like you know, between me and my parents, it was normal. I'd be like, yep, all right, I'll be, let, me, let me go grab it. I'll, you know, clean this up and get this going. But so like it was it was this like weird hidden, you know, shame that my whole childhood. And then all of a sudden one day it just stopped. And I could see the sun again, and I could smell wildflowers, <laughs> and chocolate ice cream tasted better, and it just—I like—I entered society. It was incredible. So, um, wow. But, and 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 that's not to say I haven't ever, you know, accidentally pissed the bed since. But that was like, you know, due to, uh, you know, dangerous levels of alcohol or something like that. Uh, you know, which I never did, never did as a kid. I want to put that out there. Did not. <laughs> Didn't didn't beer bong Coors Light as an eight year old. That was not happening. So, um, but you could yeah. as so, an adult, and that's the point of today. <laughs> that exactly. So there's my number five. I I um I I spray it all over your feet uh, for your. Uh, <laughs> Good you lord! Go. All right, Nathan, hit us with it. <laughs> well, my my take on this is is not that I had uh, trouble controlling it. It, it was. I just feel it was so messed up because in school, you are only allowed to do a natural bodily necessary function when it's convenient for them. Yeah. It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like like you literally have to do this. This is not an option and you have to do it. And it's like, well, no, like it's not like they can say, well, no, you can't breathe now because it's not recess time. Like you you get to (laughs) this is part of life. This is just, you know. In in fourth grade, I remember very specifically, we had a assistant like the bathroom was down the hall and you didn't really like if if it wasn't like active, like teaching time, you could just like grab the little thing like there was a, a little like pass. And if nobody else had mm-hmm. gone, so you could only go one at a time because that's how it works. Nobody ever has to go to the bathroom at the same time as another person. Right. Nope, that's just nope, that's a never, scientific never. fact. So but if, if the pass is there, you could just grab it. You go. You come back. So I really had to go so i went and i grabbed the little thing and there was a, there was a video that was playing that's why i was able to just like get up and go and i had been like i had been gone the day before as with some so had some other people and like so half the class had seen the video and half hadn't and so i go and i go to the bathroom and then i come out and my teacher is literally storming down the hallway after me yelling at me she's like i put this video on just for you and you i was like well you know really in hindsight i honestly wish i had just shit on the floor i wish i had just pooped myself right on the floor and see like see see now you have to deal with this like it's but there is a reverse to this if you're if you're super young you actually can just poop yourself anywhere they they literally have special garments for you to wear planning for that it's a whole industry (laughs) and how great would that be if it was uh something you could do if you needed to extricate yourself from a social situation where it was just like you know you're at your uh your nephew's graduation and it's just really dragging on you're like oh it's like oh sorry i just i just shit myself gotta go everybody and everybody's like oh okay (laughs) but if you do that under a current system people would be talking about that for years so (laughs) anyways that was that was literally and figuratively my number two (laughs) you can't do anything without this permission and a pass please (laughs) this pass is so important There was a there was a big issue at St. Luke's where I went where it like they just assumed if multiple boys went in the bathroom at the same time, there was going to be hijinks and there was going to be no goodery happening. And the teachers just 
I don't know what where that started. What teacher back in the seventies was like multiple boys cannot go to the bathroom at the same time or else they will smoke cigarettes and break stuff and draw graffiti or something. And so there was like, yeah, like that weird thing where you had to wait for everyone to go. And this is a guy with a mosquito bladder. That sometimes was a little dangerous for me. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I feel that pain, but I, I think I still won this stare down. So I'm just going to. I don't mean to poke that. holes in your theory, Mitch, though, but they did take the doors off of our bathrooms in high school because kids were smoking too much and playing dice in the middle of the bathroom. <laughs> they took the doors off. So they took the doors off. And that was extremely. So the hallways just stunk like yeah. shit and cigarette smoke. And it was extremely inconvenient <laughs> for me the day I went in an emergency number two situation and got into the stall. Relieve myself and turn to see absolutely no toilet paper. So oh. that means I had to go out, shuffle out into view of the hallway because there was no door and then move to the next stall with my pants around my ankles just so I could wipe my own ass. So this is a real situation that people need to understand. High school we, uh, or just, just wow. school bathrooms are a horrible nightmare. With it, the, the bathroom at my high school. Well, first of all, there was also a pre-K that was like in the basement of our high school. Where they belong. Um, yep. Yeah. There were like three buildings in my hometown. So you just had to put stuff wherever. <laughs> but anyways, the, the bathroom had <laughs> it had no windows, this lower level bathroom. And so it was just the, the classic thing you had to do was with if somebody was in one of the stalls and you left, you had to, it was just you had to turn the lights out on them. So they would be in complete yeah. pitch black. <laughs> Every, like, it was impossible to find like literally you couldn't see anything. And so we did this to my friend Kevin once and he was stuck in there and then the uh some little kid from the pre-k class had to go to the bathroom so this old lady who taught there like went in and like the the lights were off so she didn't think anybody was in there <laughs> and so she took the little kid in and then and uh kevin just sat there silently and <laughs> and eventually she she saw you know the classic like feet with the the jeans around the the ankles thing. She's like, oh shoot, we have to go, <laughs> and we all we all saw that. And so, anyways, Kevin came out, and the kids like all of the kids' clothes were like on the floor. So like the kid had had like some terrible accident <laughs> and oh. had been <laughs> then disrobed, and so then now there's like a half naked kid somewhere else. And this it was well, that's <laughs> that's the end of the story. I don't know what happened after that, but. That's a valiant effort there to save your points, Nathan. Poor Kevin. Still half naked somewhere, loose in the building. Uh, but Mitch, for learning about your horrible uh, 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 need for rubber sheets, I'm going to give you the full three points. Yep. Wow. Yes. That is something I didn't know existed, and now I can never unknow, as oh yeah, as can the public. So they mm -hmm. have to go to their grave with that. Uh, since mm -hmm. Nathan, you did not get three points for that stare down. We will move on to uh, your number five, actually, right? Yes, my number five is to eat whatever you want, whenever you want. Oh yeah, you can have breakfast for dinner. You can have dessert for breakfast. Uh, you can have uh, hot dogs on Thanksgiving. You can do. You can eat whatever, whenever. <laughs> it's great. This has this has back, you know, you can order out whatever you want. You can order out seven nights in a row. You can take your lunch to work or you can go out to like my, my beloved school system, which is coming up uh, again here. I the, the, the food, I mean, everybody's cafeteria food is terrible, but 
I think back on this stuff now, and it's like there was people would get excited for pizza on every other Friday, and it was like it was like cardboard with like some tomato paste and one or two like pieces of dog food on top, and that was like, hey, it's Pizza <laughs> Friday, and my mom would always make a lunch for me that I would take, and we had a we had like a McRib substitute. Nice. It was oh. it was. I got excited for that. I literally yeah. was looking forward to that. <laughs> that's that's how ludicrous it was. We it was it was it was prison food essentially, and yeah. like I don't I don't have to eat that ever again. I can eat whatever. But this ha- this does backfire um, because it does turn out that my my parents were were looking out for my best interests with what they were feeding me because you know oh. I when I eat what I want as an adult when I started my life as an adult. 15 straight nights of microwaved Indian food seemed like a good idea, but uh, eventually you feel like you're going to explode. And it's, uh, you know, vegetables once in a while are a good thing. As much as I hate everything about vegetables, so terrible. Every single one of them are awful. I never want to touch another one for the rest of my life. I still eat them because I know that I need to stay alive. So I was really going to ask, how has your diet changed since high school? Because (laughs) I know your cooking schedule and I don't think it's really you would still heat up that McRib substitute if you could. I know you could. I, I, I just try to limit it to less than 20 times a month. That's fine. And then you do know you can smother vegetables in salt and butter and it just tastes better. Right? That's well. That's what I do. I, I have to smuggle vegetables. It's like like they're like they're cocaine coming across the border. I've got to like just <laughs> douse them in like in some sort of sauce or like hide them within a some extraordinary uh, pile of meat. I I can't I can't just eat vegetables. It's it's atrocious. and the worst part are there. There's no knives in your house, so you have to suckle down those carrots whole. <laughs> that's true. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a real hard way to digest long that's, skinny food. I, that is true. That was one th- nice thing about having uh, other people cook for me was that things actually have been chopped up into things smaller than bowling <laughs> balls before I try to dive in. Nathan's stomach has like an extra layer of hydrochloric acid because of how much it needs to break down because what, what skips through his teeth is not small enough to pass. So, uh, so Nathan, uh, because how many times have you if you had to give yourself the Heimlich on like the kitchen chair? <laughs> it's, well, I've, I've, I've. There was one time I thought I, I had to, and I was, I oh. like had the chair, and I was like, is this gonna have to whatever? And then, <laughs> luckily, I, I coughed whatever it was up, and uh, oh, yeah. a whole eggplant is what it an was. entire eggplant. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it was, it was delicious, just as terrible the second time down as it was the first. Oh God! <laughs> well, eggplant sucks. Like we, like we all, we all know that it's like you know, it's no Brussels sprout. You know, I, I get that. I get but, that. I get that. Plus, I would love yeah. to see Nathan eat both of those simultaneously in our presence. <laughs> so let's make that happen soon. Uh, Nathan, yeah. I, I can't I can't bring myself to give you full three points for that round because, I mean, you're missing out on some good veggies. So you're getting two points. Uh, let's move on to we'll stay with you, Nathan, for your number four. What do you have? Move. Whoa, you can you can move oh. to a different location. Like if your yeah, life you sucks, you can just you can just go. You can just go away. You don't like the people. You don't like what like, you can just leave. You can change absolutely everything. You can just put your shit in the van. You're gone. It's yep. over. You're done. You can move to a place that you, you like mountains. Mountains exist. They sell houses near near mountains. 
go. You like the beach? Plenty of those. Go. You can you can get out of here. Uh, you know, obviously this dependent on uh, on money, which is uh, is a problem for adults. Yeah. It's not so much a problem for kids, but uh, this does go along with with driving. Um, that's this is like that on a smaller scale. It sucks so bad not being able to drive, especially like I you know grew up in a small town. There was nothing to do in Roseville. But when I could finally drive, it's like, oh, I can go to a place that has things like um, anything. Like, we didn't even have a Mc- <laughs> I had to drive 12 miles to get to the nearest McDonald's when I was a kid. Like, that's that's how little there was going on. So being able to drive, um, but that's, that's the micro. But the macro is actually being able to, like, leave and not live in a town of a thousand people that you've seen every day for the first 18 years of your life. And, you know. <laughs> God bless them. There's some nice people there, but there just wasn't anything going on. And then as an adult, I decided I wanted to live in a place where maybe I could go to the movies without having to spend, uh, burn a whole tank of gas. And now I can. <laughs> so being able to move, being able to see the world. Uh, yeah, being able to, to choose the lifestyle you want. That's that's my number four. I don't have any follow ups for that. Being able just to get up and go is great. And I think that really does tie to a car. So uh yeah, I believe it was Bruce Springsteen who once said that he found the keys to the universe inside of an old parked car, and I agree with that. So oh, moving on man. to Mitchell, what is your number four? Sure, um, my number four is <clears throat> a uh, a Minnesota related one, um, and it happens when you have a mom that cares about you, and it's that that is when you get older, you no longer have to bring a hat places just in case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I love it. I love not having that bulk in my in my pocket of the winter hat, or the, the the of the winter coat, or the bulk in the pocket of the spring jacket, where I have a hat just in case, you know. And my mom would always say, "What if your car breaks down? What if you get stranded somewhere and you get cold? You need a hat. Bring a hat just in case." And I'd tell her, "Mom." I, there's buildings I can go inside of. There's businesses I can patron patronize that I can that I can warm up in. It's like just bring a hat, just bring a hat. I'm like, oh, fine. Like just to shut her up, I'd put a hat in my pocket, and I always look really bulky. And I always thought like, oh, do people think I have like a weird tumor or like just some chub right in that area? Um, and it like it, it slows me down. It takes up space where I could put you know, other treasures that I find or like candy or money or like girls' phone numbers. I think because I had to bring it half places, I didn't get nearly as many ladies' phone numbers as I could have as a, as a kid. So now... <laughs> Too bad pants don't have two sets of pockets. <laughs> oh, do you think Do you think my, my pockets weren't full of... What did I have in my pockets? I guess baseball cards, bubble gum. That, those were full already, All right, pal. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did you grow up in the but 40s? But also, I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the pocket was full with everything I got out of the Cracker Jack box, you see? (laughs) Switchblades, bouncy balls, uh, little army men, um, uh, the the Pledge of Allegiance on the laminated card. I had that. Um, uh, Oh, my pocket Bible, always in my my, my, my left jeans pocket. Oh, no, but also, uh, as an adult, you realize getting accustomed to the cold is a good thing. Whether it's your friend or an enemy, either way, you want to keep that close because you want to understand 
like your limits. And so when you really do need a hat, when it really is cold, then you know when to bring it. But otherwise, being a little bit cold is nice. It reminds you you're alive. You know, <laughs> it, it keeps your energy up. Um, uh, it, it slows down the aging process. I love a cold shower. It re-energizes me. It makes my joints and my muscles feel better um, after a good hard workout. Ice cold shower always makes you feel great. So I just think that part of this also is learning to love the cold, you know, and and you don't need a hat. This like, whoa, this nice wool thing to protect you from, you know, being cold. No, <laughs> learn to love the cold, you know. So again, this is you know coming from Minnesota, probably a different. I was gonna thing, say it's a still, very Minnesota very important. Thing. <laughs> I like I like how Mitch it, it, it keeps you invigorated, you know. All right. Okay, that's Mitch, it. for for those listening at home, Mitch literally made air quotes when he said hat, as if hats are an alleged <laughs> conspiracy that may or may not exist. This hat, this so-called hat. See, hat. Here's, here's how my parents tackle this exact also, same situation. Also, also, if I got somewhere that I didn't have a hat, they'd be like, you bet you, bet you wanted to bring a hat now, huh? I bet you're going to remember next time, you idiot. That's kind of how it was tackled. <laughs> But I'm a stubborn uh, little piece of craphead kid, and I'd be like, I "No, I feel great. No, I'm great. I'm fine. I'm not. I'm nothing's wrong with me." Also, when you have incredible hair like me, a hat just ruins it. So when you <laughs> when you want to go out in the winter, you want to have great hair everywhere. A hat's gonna fuck that shit up. So, um, and your hair never looks the same after wearing a hat. Uh, yes, double air quotes. <laughs> um, for like more than fifteen minutes, like your hair's never gonna recover. So. Oh, heaven forbid. This does remind me of the time I forgot my keys when I was in middle school and I walked home and I couldn't get in. And I called my mom like, what time are you going to be home from work? And she was like, uh, not for a couple of hours yet, you idiot. You left your keys at home. So go down to the street, walk in the family video or go walk around Walgreens and stay warm for a little bit. I can't leave work early. So I went to family yeah. video. I did a bunch of laps. I got a movie. But then I was like, did four laps and I'm like, I can't just keep doing laps for four hours or whatever it was inside of this family video. So I walked super slowly all the way home. And then my mom finally pulled up a couple hours later where I was just curled up in the driveway next to the basketball <laughs> oh, hoop, just oh. trying to stay warm. <laughs> and she gets out of the car. She's like, our neighbors are home. Why are you laying in the driveway? <laughs> I think I said something <laughs> shitty like to make a point or something stupid like that. But uh, Nathan, you are getting uh, three points uh, for being able to move. And Mitch, Brian, cold showers are for psychopaths. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, they no, are. No, yes. they are for people who are unlocking the next level. That's who they're for. So. No, they're for psychopaths and Cosmo Kramer. Those are the only people I've ever known to take cold showers. And for the fact that you're too worried about your goddamn hair while well, I have none, you're only getting one point for this round, you stubborn little stumble bum. All right, moving on to number three. Brian. What? Brian. What? Brian. Can, what? can I just offer the next time you're outside and you're cold, yeah. you have a kid and they're outside and they're cold, you learn this in Minnesota, you put your hands in your armpits. That is the That is a great way to heat up to stay warm or put your hands in your crotch or behind your knees. Great way to keep your extremities alive. There you go. Keep moving. Let, let's go. My hands have been Dropping knowledge. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right, Nathan, <laughs> okay. you're number three. What do you got for us? Saying no. What? Wow. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, yeah. So your number three no. is say no to PayPal. <clears throat> Mitchell's is... What's your number two, Mitch? Mine is to say no to offers of bowls of candy or in general candy from family and friends. So, Which sounds stupid, so I can't wait to hear that. Nathan, you will go first. Uh, mine, is, mine is more broad. Mine is just, just saying no to... You to things you gotta go to, it just any you gotta go. Hey, Sunday morning, <laughs> we gotta go to church. No, no, I don't have to do that. You gotta go to Sunday school. No, I don't have to do that. You gotta go to this uh, family. Nope, I don't. I don't have to do that thing. You're you're at a movie. This movie's bad. Guess what you can do? You can get up and you can walk out of that thing. You don't have to stay. Like you're. In a f- as a kid, you're on a field trip. It's like, man, we got to go to this museum about how they used to weave blankets. No, I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to do that thing. I don't have to be nice to those people. I don't have to pretend. Uh, I don't. You can you can do this with with relationships, like, and I don't mean romantic relationships. I mean any relationship. Like, you're in school with these people. It's like, hey, these are your friends because they are because they're the only people you're going to be around. If you're around a bunch of people who suck, you can just be like, "I'm not going to spend time with these people anymore." And this is where the uh, <laughs> yep. this is where I wanted to bring in my uh, my number my number two thing was going to say like, "Yo, know, you could it wouldn't it be great if we could all just poop ourselves to to get out of social situations?" <laughs> That's how I was going to tie that together. He brought it back. There we go. But he brought like, it back. Like, I remember when I was going going to like. I go to a party for some distant relative who I, I didn't know or had met like maybe once when I was a baby and now I'm eight years old and I wouldn't have wanted to go to that. So as an adult, I wouldn't be here in the first place. But then like I'm eight years old and hey, like some random other family has an eight year old and the adults like don't want to deal with you. So it's like, ah, two eight year olds. Boom. They just stick you together. It's like you got to hang. You're going to hang out with for four hours. You're on this blind date, like friend date with like the all the other eight year olds. <laughs> But if, as an adult, like it's like, oh, I'm I'm in my 30s and I walk into this bar and I see a bunch of other people in their 30s and it turns out they're all terrible. It's like, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm going home. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. You can you can just you, you don't have to do so many things. It's it's really wonderful. <laughs> this reminds- as an eight year old, Nathan, uh, when you were stuck with other eight year olds, would you be the, the kid that would like let's suggest a game or would you just be like, I have my basketball cards here, you know, like you do what you want. Like if you want to play with mine, you can. But like, what, what, I would, what was your I vibe would, then? I would just pray that basketball was going to happen, as that was pretty much the only way I knew how to communicate without being completely sure. awkward. And uh, other than that, <laughs> other than that, I would just. Yeah, I, I hated these situations so much. I, I would just kind of go yeah. along with whatever was going on, put my head down, close my eyes, and pray that it would be over soon. I I hated having to deal with so you stranger were, kids. Yes, it, it stranger. sounds like you were a religious child, because you mentioned the, the, the word pray multiple times here. Um, well, yes. Were uh, you I was, more Catholic? Uh, I, I was <laughs> extraordinarily Catholic. I was actually... You I was I was Amazing. actually... Uh, I was actually, as I mentioned last week, a Franciscan monk every spring break. I, <laughs> that's, so, right. Yeah. that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. This reminds me well, of the time that- I had to go to a party when I was a kid where it was like my dad's friends from high school. So, but he, everybody had families now. So you go there and there's a bunch of stranger kids that you have no idea who's there. And there was one little asshole. He had these like fucking little glasses 
and he would like come up to me and like he's a real close talker. He was super annoying. He was stealing toys away from me that I was playing with. And I got super upset. I was like welled in tears. And I went to my dad and I was just like, this, this kid is such a jerk. He keeps doing this thing. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, if he keeps doing it, lead him behind the shed and check him into the shed. He won't bother you again. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so, I love Rick so much. That is the fucking best. He was like, he's like, I'm not handling this for you. You figure it out. And the kid stole stuff from me again. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's play tag. <laughs> we ran around the shed. And I just boom right into the side of the shed. <laughs> I was probably only eight or nine. And he was like, boom. And he started to cry. And he ran off to go tell or whatever. And I went back to my dad. And it was something like they came, the parents came over. And <laughs> my dad was like, well, he's with me the whole time. I don't know what's happening. He must have fell or something weird. And <laughs> guess what? That kid didn't bother me the rest of the day. And it was awesome. <laughs> so Wow. My when when oh, there was a kid that annoyed the shit out of my friends and I, every Wednesday night, uh, our parents all played softball at St. Luke's, and after softball games, they had a party back at the church mm -hmm. in the garage and the whatever. So the, the 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 parents are drinking beer, eating chips. You know, we're we're running by getting some sloppy joes every now and again, and there's this one little fucking kid. His name <laughs> is Kip. I remember oh, that. I'll never forget Kip. Oh, and. And Kip was just one of those kids who, like, he's like, I'm seven, but I've read all the Hobbit series already. And you're like, cool, <laughs> go away. I don't know who you are. And he would follow us, and he would literally stay within 10 feet of us at all times, and he would bark like a dog just to annoy us. <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. And we're like, can you just go away? We aren't, like, we aren't friends with you. We don't hang out with you at school. Like, what just, you don't like us. We don't like you go away and he's like I'll go away if you guess my password and it took us 30 minutes and we found out and I don't remember what the password was but it was the name of a ship from Star Trek and he finally went away and I me and my friend Michael were like what the fuck just happened and I think you know, like like we like grew up right right then and there and just became angry old men because 20 minutes later, Kip came right back again. And we kept having to say the name of the ship. And he'd leave for a couple minutes of time and then come back again. <laughs> he stayed to his word Kip. about the password and he would keep leaving. Yeah. Sounds like this Kip this Kip character yeah. had some severe disability. And you, you should have been much more sensitive to it. No, no, no. It sounds like to me you should have found a shed where you needed to get rid of Kip. <laughs> yeah. Kip was, um, I, I don't know what was wrong with Kip, but Kip, if you're out there. I'm so glad I haven't seen you in decades. I'm, you know, you're probably just as annoying. Only in Minnesota would you right. find a kid named Kip. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, Mitch, oh. tell us why you're saying no to candy like an idiot. Okay, so my grandma Betty, she's like the queen of candy. You know, uh, mm -hmm. when you get there, she has a bowl of there's Snickers, there's Milky Ways, there's um, there's there's those little soft pillow mints. Uh, there's always Tootsie Rolls. Um, what else did she have? Uh, oh, the, the, the little strawberry hard candies. Like, there's always so much candy everywhere. Valentine's Day at school, everyone brings you candy. Um, you know, when you're on my other side of the family, the Brinkmans, people don't know what to get you or bring, and a lot of people couldn't couldn't cook, so they just brought bags of fucking candy. So as a kid... You're, I always had so much fucking candy at my disposal, and it was pretty good, but at some point, there's a, there's diminishing returns to it. So after you've been at Grandma 
Betty's house for six hours. You've had your roast beef, your mashed potatoes, your green beans. You've had, you know, cookies and coffee for dessert. You've already had candy to start as, as your apps and your, and your, you know, and maybe an extra dessert at the end. On the way out the door, she drops another bag of travel-sized Snickers in your hands and says, I got these on sale. Take them home with you. And then your brother gets one too. So you've got two giant party-sized bags of candy in the backseat of the car. And I know I'm complaining about having candy, which sounds stupid. But I was so happy when I got older when I could just say, no thanks. Like, I would lie. I'd be like, oh, I got to watch my figure or whatever. Like, but the truth is, I just want, like, if she gave me chicken wings, I would be so happy. Like, give me chicken wings. Give me a roasted Brussels sprout with some caramelized onions. Give me a, a, a potato salad made with a vinaigrette instead of mayo, you know? Uh, give me roasted carrots with turmeric and a peanut dipping sauce. Like, give me those things. I am done with the candy. I just recently got a Snickers bar at the dollar store for our dollar store episode. You guys remember that? I ate it when I got home. I couldn't even finish it. I was like, this is so goddamn sugary. My teeth are going to fall out. I was like, Snickers have never been good. I was just brainwashed as a child by my sugar crazy grandma. And so, I, Betty, I love you, but I'm recovered. I'm recovered now, and I'm I'm proud, and I'm, and I'm strong enough to say I don't want any more candy, okay? Yes, I will take a... A lemon drizzle cake, sure. I will take a a, a peach apple crumble. I will take uh, a beautiful um, tomato braised cauliflower head. I'll do that, but no more travel size Snickers. No more Milky Way Midnights. I'm done. No more Tootsie Rolls. That's it. I'm saying no. I'm putting my foot down. Thank so you very much. So you've been a pretentious over the hill food critic since you were eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a life. Because you say no to stickers, Snickers, that leads to fucking ricotta and green olive pizza later on down the road, and you make everyone around you suffer, and you're trying to convince our loyal audience that candy from your grandma is a bad thing during an Uber stare down. Yes, yes. And your okay, teensy weensy little palate couldn't finish one fucking Snickers bar because the sugar was too much. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of adult are you, you weirdo? Nathan, Nathan, remember when you and Steve came over and I made you guys that like that like uh, elevated hamburger helper, if you will. Yeah, nobody's nobody's pasta. nobody's saying you're not a great chef. That's that's never no no been no, a question. no no no. No, but, but I'm saying that one was stuffed with vegetables. Everyone loved it. And guess what? That would not have happened if I just given you guys a bunch of Snickers. You would have been like, okay, can we have some real food now, please? I'm pretty sure Nathan would have been equally happy. We would have been equally happy. We were just grateful to be no. eating at the time. Like, yeah. it was it was delicious. You could, but you could have, you could have given us literally anything and we would have been pleased. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way you're winning this, Mitch. That's, that's, that's three points for Nathan. Come on. What a horrible, horrible argument. <laughs> you know what? I'm saying no to candy so I can say yes to my health. That's what it is. Thank you very much. Okay. Also, and your I think grandma gave you a bag one, of candy. She wasn't shoving it down your gullet with a funnel like she was treating you like you were foie gras. Oh. It was just giving you a bag. You don't just throw it away. 
My grandma would push a candy bowl near you. She'd be like, here's candy, and she'd look at you until you grab some. And if not, she'd be like, why aren't you taking candy? Okay, so... So take I it just, and put it back or throw it at okay. somebody. Throw it at Kip. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, good point. Yeah, Kip, you that, that would have distracted Think about me. how much fetch you could have played with Kip, and maybe that's <laughs> oh, where the friendship would have blossomed. <laughs> oh, Kip. Uh, Mitch, stay Kip, with I, us. I, I, I hope you're doing awful. All right. Um, <laughs> Mitch, stay with us. What's your number three? Sure. Um, this one is a classic. I mean, everyone loves this one. And it's simple. As a kid, I couldn't, but now I can. And that is to say fuck like any fucking time <laughs> I fucking want. You know? <laughs> but you know what? You two fucks are laughing because you know it's true. You're like, oh, that's fucking true. Dude, yeah, that's the that's the fucking fuck truth right there is that he gets to say fuck whenever he wants. And what I'm demonstrating right now is that the word fuck isn't bad. The more you say it, the less power it has. You know? Like, yep. if you really make a meal out of it, if you curl your lips up, you're like, fuck. As a kid, <laughs> yeah, that that might seem bad, but if you're just tossing fucks around, you're like, hey, fuck, you want to fuck? Here's a fuck. Take a fuck. And you're like, yeah, it's just fuck. You know, it loses the meaning. You know, it, it's great. So also, again, you know, man, this fuck really fucking fucks up the fucking shit. You know, it's so descriptive. It works. It sounds good. Everyone can spell it. Everyone can say it. Um, it's nice. It, it makes your mouth feel proud. It's when nice. You're done. <laughs> fuck. Fuck! 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 So, there it is. Fuck, dude, right? No rebuttal. Three points for Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things of all time as well. (laughs) Was was it was it was it fuck in the in the wire or was it shit? That that great scene from the wire where McNulty and uh, Bunk. They just say what it's you're they're looking at a crime scene oh. and it's like it's just like three minutes and they oh, it's is it shit or fuck? But they only say the one profanity over and over and it's such a great scene. I, I, I think it's fucked because Senator Clay Davis was the one who always said shit. Shit, yeah. Shit, right. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but fucking like yeah, like also fucking the wire. Fuck the fucking wire is the best fucking show about <laughs> cops that's ever been fucking made. So um yeah. All right. Well, oh, this is I. I've, I've. Today's been a really good fucking time for me. I appreciate <laughs> you two fucks. Seriously, you guys are both fucking rad. So, well, fucking a. We're on to our number ones already. <laughs> fucking a, man. Fucking a. Uh, Nathan, tell us uh, your number one. All right. It's it's a bit obvious, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna go the the crude route here. But why? My why? number what, my number one is uh, it's it's doing it. Doing it. Doing what? Doing what? Doing what? What do you do? Uh, your mother, what? your mother who listens to this podcast Coitus. wants to know what the number one is. Coitus. Sexual Congress. Uh, oh, okay. the, wow. the beast with two backs. Now, yes. <laughs> oh, Nathan loves this. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's number one. Obviously, I'm, yeah. Now, it, it's the obvious <laughs> choice, but I, I'm not I'm not going to look at this from the adult perspective. I'm looking at it like when, when you're a kid, it's like, 
oh, there's this thing that you can't talk about it. What? It, wait, what is it? And finally, like, somebody tells you, like, they let you in on the secret. Like, oh, it's it's the most physically pleasurable activity. It's the most intimate way of expressing love and affection for someone. It's how we continue to create the miracle of human life. And it also happens to be hilarious because it uses the body parts that are the most hilariously named and funny to look at. But you can never talk about it. And it's forbidden, and you shouldn't do it, and pretend it doesn't exist, and be ashamed about the fact that you want to. And But what purpose does that serve? Just so that finally, when you can do it, you're going to be terrible and awkward and self-conscious, and it's going to be like years before it's finally not hugely embarrassing. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's why it's my number one because now it, you you don't have to you don't have to be terrified of uh, of the uh, no no parts. So yeah. No. There's the great, <laughs> the no no parts. Yeah. We just went from fucking fucking fuck fuck <laughs> to the no no part. Well, yeah, my number my number one essentially is fuck. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking fucking yeah. Also, I, I love that I, like the, the the video quality isn't great, but you can see how how red Nathan has become. Since saying no, no parts, he is he is thinking about everyone out there in the world watching this video feed. And uh, okay, Nathan, Nathan, here's a question: After you found out about sex, which is what were you 10, 11? Yeah, somewhere in that area, what, I guess. What, when you like understood or whatever? Yeah. Um, who was the first uh, adult female you like fantasized about? I honestly don't know. There, there you would don't have been, know. It was, Bullshit. it was like it went from, it was like it went from zero to like a million in, in a day. It was like there's that day where it's like <laughs> that isn't a thing that I think about, and then now it's like, oh, blah, look at all these. There's, they're everywhere. Like women are just walking around. Like there's so wow. many no-no parts surrounding yeah. me. <laughs> so like Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, I mean, Halle those, Berry. Those, those were all excellent candidates. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> did, 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 did you have a poster ever in your locker of a pretty lady? Did you ever put one of those up? <laughs> you know what? Uh, this is this is weird because I don't know how this this happened. I remember in my locker, I did have a picture of Avril Lavigne at one time wearing the tie oh. from that <laughs> nice. first album. Yeah. Yeah. Which I haven't, I had literally hadn't thought about her since maybe that year until you brought this up. But yeah, I, yeah, she had, she had a couple songs. I don't know. There was, there wasn't much going on in Roseville. So the Avril Lavigne made it into the locker. Yeah. I mean, loving, yeah. uh, loving Avril Lavigne, it, it's complicated. Um, yep. <laughs> Mitch, that does make me remind, can you remember? who your first crushes were before you even understood what sex was or the mythology of. Sure. And I, I remember loving the Kimberly, the pink ranger from power oh, Rangers. Yeah. yeah Cause she was also Susie Q in the Disney channel movie. And yep. then, uh, princess Jasmine from Aladdin when you were four, you had no <laughs> idea. Like, why do I like watching this movie so much? <laughs> yep. I, I, I also saw risky business, on TV one time when I was like, like my parents were out like doing yard work or something. It was the underwear I, scene, wasn't it? It was the underwear scene. And I was, <laughs> I don't know, probably six or seven and thinking, I don't know what's going on, but this is cool. And she's <laughs> awesome. And I'm like, whoa, hello. And so, yeah, I like, you know, fell into some of those. Um, I was mentioning uh, the Tom Cruise underwear scene. Which underwear scene are you talking about? The, the, where, where the, the, um, the, the, is she the prostitute comes over? Does, doesn't oh, she take right. her underwear off? Well, in in the first something? iteration of Ooh. Uber Cinco many years ago, we did do a 
uh, top five childhood crush or celebrity crush thing. And Wendy Peppercorn yeah. from uh, The Sandlot. Yep. Came, that was a moment where I was like, I was like, I'm feeling things that I have never felt before. And I don't understand what they're happening when I yeah, saw that. That's a, that's a perfect example. Perfect example. I, I, I also, as like a second grader, my friend Morgan and I at his house, uh, his dad had to control three boys and a, and a daughter. So like he just, he, he was barely holding you know, the whole house together. So it was a bit of like a, you know, kind of a free for all. And uh, we would go up to his brother Clifford's room and his brother Cliff, who was, I think, eighth or ninth grade, was allowed to to get Playboys. And so as second graders, I was like, why is this lady laying on top of a fire truck with only suspenders on? And she's all oiled <laughs> You know, it's like, what is this? That and, is you know, not an effective way to fight a fire. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and you know, you, you later learn like Playboy is like, you know, it's freaking stupid and like you know it really is about the articles uh (laughs) pictures are are completely moronic um and not realistic at all uh but i just remember like looking at me like i wait this am i supposed to is this this is cool right like we i remember being like it morgan is this is awesome right we're not like this is but we were kind of confused because it's you know it's playboy and it's weird and you know again no one's laying on the on the hood of a fucking fire truck you know it's like it's an impractical way or place to even attempt uh it you know with your no-no parts um <laughs> but uh, yeah so uh nathan that is a, a solid number one mitch go ahead and, and, and top top coitus on your list yeah there. you guys you guys are <laughs> you guys are gonna hate me because this one this is just gonna continue uh, this this tide of food snobbery that has been uh, <laughs> present throughout. But my number one thing that I wasn't allowed to do as a kid, but I am as, as an adult, is make dinner every night. <laughs> and now what I mean by that is that my mom, bless her heart, and I know, Mom, you're listening to this, but my mom wanted things done a certain way. She had, and she exercised an amount of control over her kitchen. She is a very, very uh, excellent, uh, good cook. Uh, I was very well fed. My, my love of food comes directly from her. She taught me, you know, the majority of things I know, but she always had full control over it. And being her son, I was like, I want control. I want to make decisions <laughs> in the kitchen. I want to make beef tonight. I want to make it bulgogi. I want jerk chicken wings, whatever. But my mom was, I was like, no, we're going to have this dish. And, you know, I could help cook, but I could never do anything completely independent. Probably because my mom like didn't want the food to be shitty because I was still a kid. And so it's been wonderful as an adult to have full control, uh, full independence over my menu, over the food I'm enjoying. My menu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't you know, know you were the executive chef at a Ritz Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now, like, if I come home on a on a Thursday and I'm hungry, you know, and I think like, what do I want tonight? I'm like, you know what? I want you know stir fried garlic noodles with a homemade uh, peanut sauce and shredded red cabbage with some delightful cilantro on top at the end. Maybe a little sprinkled peanuts. You know, oh, I want to pair that with a with a with a with a pineapple and red onion marinated pork loin. 
I'm going to make that and it's going to be freaking delicious and it's going to be made exactly to my specifications. Um, <laughs> Nathan know, is and- so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who would choose to or, live their life this way? <laughs> or, 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 or if it's lunchtime and I don't know what to eat, but I've still got some eggs in the house and I've got some bacon grease in the bacon jar still and I've got a little Parmesan in the fridge. Motherfucker, I'm going to make carbonara and it's going to be quick and it's going to be just like you'd find in Italy. It's going to have extra black pepper and it's going to be freaking delicious and it's going to knock my socks off and it's going to keep me so full and happy. I might not even have dinner or I might I might pop some some frozen fish uh, fillets out of the freezer at nine o'clock and I'm making fish tacos, baby. You know, I'm doing corn tortillas. I'm throwing some 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 corn slaw on that motherfucker. Excuse me. Um, actually, no, I can say fuck this episode. I've, I've opened that gate. I can say all I fucking want. You know, it's my girlfriend's birthday. She wants carrot cake. I'm putting extra fucking raisins in that motherfucker. I'm putting extra cream cheese frosting on top. I'm making sure that those walnuts are toasted just so before they go into the batter. I'm not doing two layers. I'm doing three layers. Oh my, my fucking God. dudes, okay? I'm I'm doing exactly how I want to do it. And you know what? If I want to eat 25 chicken wings in one sitting, and I want five different types of sauces, then I'm having five different types of sauces. I'm doing buffalo. I'm doing atomic. I'm doing lemon pepper. I'm doing... Garlic ginger, baby. That's how you <laughs> unlock the fucking next level right there. And then I'm doing naked. I'm doing naked and fried. There it is. So there's my I, number I've, one. I've got to interject full, here. Full fucking <laughs> control of my food destiny. And I and I fucking love it. Okay. That's and I, and I, I can do it because I'm a fucking adult. Thank you very much. I, I have to I have to interject here with the, the point of perhaps perhaps you could criticize Mitch for being a little long winded there. But I have reaped the benefit as, of this as. This attitude he has, I have benefited from this because we used to live together. And if you remember how our apartment was lined up was my my bedroom door was like opened up right into the kitchen and I could roll out of bed one morning and Mitch would be frying up some and he's not blowing smoke up your butt listeners. He's legitimately is a legend in the kitchen. And he's so excited about what he's making, he couldn't help himself but to, like, want me to try everything because he just <laughs> wanted to be like, look how good I am at this. And I was like, I was like, oh, I guess I'll have another delicious meal for free that's just sitting outside my bedroom door. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was it was a pretty sweet arrangement. <laughs> It's the one situation where arrogance actually just benefits everyone around that person. <laughs> I, I, I will say that I do remember the couple of parties we threw at our house, and I'd be like, guys, we got to have some food for this party. And Nathan and Steve would be like, yeah, we got chips and we have beer. We're good. And I'd be like, no, we need mango jalapeno quesadillas you guys i'm like why let's just enjoy the party i'm like no i gotta stand here and cook for hours let's come on you know then i would uh, come over as a guest and this great food would be there and then of course there would just be a half drunken gallon of cutty sarks and i'm like, yeah just drink that <laughs> that's that, that, just pair it with that it works fine jug liquor <laughs> just drink the jug liquor and it'll taste even better <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah, god damn it! So, you know, there's a downside is I'm also quite you know a control freak in the kitchen, so like it's hard to cook with me sometimes. So, um, but you know, (laughs) how do you and your mom cook together now? Oh, it's like 
it's it, it's basically like you know how when John Kerry went over to Iran and but like before they did the the, the, the nuclear deal, they had months yeah. of talks somewhere in Europe to like <laughs> preset the the terms kind of thing. <laughs> We're like, yeah. when we do talk. You're gonna be at this. Uh, position on the table you're gonna be this position on the table you're gonna have 22 minutes to talk and then they'll have 22 minutes it's, it's like that where like before we start i'm like mom i'll be doing the appetizer and the dessert you have the entree we will not step into each other's arenas unless we get direct uh plea for help from the other person and then you know it's like there's no you know we don't cross the lines you know it's like clearly delineated and uh and then but then that Everything comes out fucking great. So. Nuclear conflict is the, the analogy you went for. <laughs> it's literally the only thing that's close enough to how we cook as a family. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Scoring it out. Uh, Mitch, you know, as much as I want to tear you down, yeah. I am appreciative of the work that you do put it in the kitchen. So you're getting three points for your number one. Yes. Nathan, I wanted you to say penis and or vagina. You didn't. So you're only getting two for your no-no parts. <laughs> but we have a problem that brings us to a tie. Oh. So I have to think of the one that brought about the most debauchery as an adult. And I still think it is talking about your no-no parts and engaging in coitus. So, Nathan, you will God. get the extra point for what winning the fuck, Brian? 11 <laughs> to 10. What kind of fucking bullshit are you fucking dropping on me here? I tried to help you. I gave you three points. I knew oh. I like I was actually supportive of you today. Thank you. But you didn't. I mean, if you would have said you killed Kip, you would have gotten the extra <laughs> point, but you didn't. Brian, so. Brian, be the wind under my fucking wings, not the spit in my face. You fucking fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we cannot leave. That's the game. We can't leave today, though, until I reveal my fast five, top five worst states. Number five, mm. being catatonic. Is there anything worse than just being absolutely immobile? Uh, yes, there is, because I have four more on my list. Number four, State Farm. I really don't have that big of an issue with them, but I still have to pay you every goddamn month, even when I don't do anything wrong, and I don't like it. Sorry. Number three, having a state of mind. Nothing ever good comes out of determined folks looking to make others think like them. Get out of your state of mind. Bad. Number two. <laughs> when the British say a mess is a state. Oh, this room is such a state. Get off your goddamn high horse and call it a mess and get out of here. Go home. Number one. Indiana. And that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco from the booming economic district of Sopico has been Mitch Break Bad. And from the medieval remains of old Irving Park has been Nathan Hennenfent. <laughs> and I have been Brian Ernst. And as BizBear always says, if they keep their peanut butter in the fridge, there's probably heads in the freezer. Run. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen and adios. <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. 
Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.